Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. Happy hump day, as folks on, uh, on YouTube kind of said. Um, let's start with a penny update. Penny is good. Uh, Penny may have a back injury for anybody that's had a dog with a back injury. Uh, the back injury is where the dogs have the wheelchairs. Um, uh, that's the extreme where they can't kind of quote unquote fix it. But uh, Penny is doing better. She uh, is still in pain, still a little lethargic. We've got her on muscle relaxers. I will know more uh, in the next three days. Uh, they send out the x-rays to experts, to a panel of experts. And yeah, let, let's just say your boy could use some tips. <laughs> um, dogs ain't cheap. And if she has to have back surgery, I had a dog um, back in 2012, 2011, somewhere in that neighborhood um, who had two back surgeries. And that's a nice $20,000. So uh, don't have pet insurance. Don't believe in pet insurance. Um, probably would have come in handy had I known about this, but she is in her crate. She is eating well. Uh, I thank you guys for all the kind words you've sent, uh, the good vibes that you've sent, everything. Uh, Penny says thank you, even though she would bite your ankles if you walked into my house. Uh, she's an awesome dog. Oh, and the doctor called me yesterday, and, and she was like, oh my God, this is the sweetest dog. I said, that's because she's hurt. I said, she is the sweetest little thing when she's hurt. I said, when she's hyper, she will bite your ankles. She will get angry. She will go and chase uh, she will chase you around the house like she owns the house. But, well, let's be honest, she does. Uh, I did two videos yesterday, and I'm doing a long, uh, short form, short form videos. And I did two videos. Uh, I bought Palantir yesterday, uh, and I bought Palantir at, I forget what price, but um, let me just see what, what, how Palantir is trading right now. Uh, Palantir is at $14.65. I think I actually bought at $14.70. Um, if I'm, if I'm right. So I might be down on that one. Uh, I bought at a fairly good price, I thought, but 1470, maybe that was the one that I bought. Um, it did run up yesterday. It went all the way from 1410 all the way up almost to 15. And then in pre-market, it just dropped down. It's at 1470 right now, but you can look at this video. Oh, I bought it at 1430. That's where I bought it. So it's at 1470 right now. I also had a friend ask me yesterday, should I buy Exxon? Um, and I did a video Exxon or PXD. And so you can look at, by the way, I, I noticed this too. If you want to look at PXD, I know I say 11% dividend, look at PXD, the forward dividend, the expected dividend is 2.5%. So when I say 11%, that means the trailing 12 months and the trailing 12 months of dividends goes back to 2022 where they were paying out special dividends. They have not paid out a special dividend this time. Uh, in March, it was $1.10. In May, uh, I'm sorry, in March, yeah, it was paid out in March. In June, they paid out $2.09. That's a double dividend from what they paid $1.10. 
if you go back and you look at their previous dividends, they're still giving you more dividends. It might not be 11 cents because look at um, March of last year. It was a $7, or I'm sorry, uh, June of last year. It was a $7.38 dividend. It's a $2.09 dividend. Here's what I think about PXD though. I think PXD is going to be taken over by some other energy company, namely Exxon. We've talked about that before. So go and watch that video if you'd like to maybe get into the energy space. But I do think that those two videos, again, short form videos, I'm trying to do it about one stock um, per day. Uh, and it, I'll leave it to under five minutes. I, I call it a one minute stock analysis, but uh, it is what it is. So um, SPY. Here we are in SPY, uh, and, and you're still in. You had this button hook, but the algorithm hasn't gotten you out. With yesterday's rise in SPY, uh, it, it kind of took a turn for the better. Right now, in, uh, SPY opened up, um, and SPY is at, I want to say, um, what, 40, 436, 435. Right there, um, 435, 10, 435, 434. So it's kind of floundering around. Um, I know in the past, and I think it's been a few weeks, but I looked at the weekly on SPY, and the weekly on SPY had a couple of these um, descending and ascending triangles, and I was trying to figure out where we were going, uh, but it's clearly the ascending triangle, the upward direction. We've broken above that 420, and we talked about 420 being that uh, resistance level, 420 is now your support. Old resistance becomes support. So if we're to pull back from 435, 420 would be the first support level that we would see. The second, the, the resistance level right now is probably in the neighborhood of 444, 445. So if you're looking from an overall standpoint, that's where I'd look. Um, but SPY, it's clear. We're in this bull market. It's moving upward. Uh, you know, you can't pull back. It's the most hated bull market since 2009. And uh, in the, on the YouTube, I went back and I looked at 2009 and I showed folks where it was. You can go back and if you want to watch the long form video, it's going to be in that one. Uh, but if you're interested in me doing that again, just hit up a, a comment on the newsletter, uh, comment in Facebook, just say, hey, look at 2009 versus today. And, and, and I'll do that on the charts for you tomorrow. Uh, TSLQ. Uh, this was one that I was scared to get into, and yesterday, uh, I was like everybody else. I got busy, uh, and I wanted to make sure that I had some protection. I got in at 3370. Uh, I think it was 3370. It was somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I wanted to make sure that I had uh, some protection so that I didn't lose my profits. So if we go over, uh, I'm going to move you over to Active Trader Pro real quick. And we're going to look at, there's Palantir at 44.70. Uh, let's look at TSLQ. Uh, this is a short of Tesla. And TSLQ yesterday, um, the day range, today it's between 33.27 and 34. It's at its lows today. It, just like every other day, uh, it just moves down. Um, but TSLQ, I got out. If you look at this particular area right here, and I will move this in a little bit, uh, this is about where my stop loss, about 34.50 is where my stop loss kicked in. I'm glad I got out there. I'm glad I protected my profits. That's what you have to do when you have a trade and you may have a full-time job. Get the hell out and make sure you protect your profits. 
This was a trade for me. This wasn't a long-term hold. TSLQ is one of the most... Shorting Tesla has made people poor. Don't short Tesla. That's the deal. So I, I just made sure that I protected my profits. I think it was like a couple hundred bucks. It wasn't much. It wasn't 10%. It might've been two or 3%, but I protected my profits. And, and that's important as a trader. You want to protect your profits. Uh, so let's talk about Tesla. Elon Musk is uh, 52 today. Uh, Volvo announced yesterday, and this was where essentially what happened was around, I think it was around 11 or 12 o'clock, Volvo announced that they're going to the, um, the, the North America standard, which is the Tesla standard, and they partnered with Tesla. So that was news for Tesla to go up. Today, Tesla's up 1.7%. Do not uh, short a stock that can go up on news without a stop loss. Uh, Elon is 52 today. I saw a history of how he started companies, um, you know, all through his 30s and 20s, 30s and 40s. Unbelievable. The IPO of Tesla was on June 29th, 2010. Uh, it, the, the stock went uh, through a three for one split in August 2022 and a five for one split in August 2020. Um, the debut session uh, of, uh, uh, of Tesla it was $17 a share with those adjusted splits, it would be $1.59. If you had invested $1,000 in Tesla at its IPO, that would be worth $157,365. I almost made a joke that it was $157 million, but I don't want to put you know anybody in the hospital. But yeah, 15,637% gain over 13 years. That is enormous. It's incredible. Uh, will it continue at that rate? Absolutely not. <laughs> there is no way you can grow a company that's that big uh, that quickly. Um, and if we look at yesterday's, I want to look at yesterday's heat map. On, I, I saved it. Um, I will put this in the, um, in the newsletter. In fact, I'm going to put this in the newsletter. Uh, let me just make a note real quick. Uh, there we go. But take a look. I mean, Tesla, 3.8%, Microsoft, 1.2%, NVIDIA, 3.08%. Um, yeah, this is, is a good example of the grade eight. And the grade eight is Meta, 3.8% yesterday. Google, Google was down because they're worried about AI, uh, the cost of AI eating into their search, competition from AI eating into their research. Uh, Apple. Apple is up 1.51%. Again, it's up again today, and it's hitting new 52-week highs. Apple, uh, NVIDIA, up 3%. Look at the chip sector, all bright green. Uh, NXPI was up 4%. MCHP, up 4%. This is how you use the heat map during the day, is you pick this up. It's 15 minutes delayed, but you can see the runners in the S&P 500. And typically, they've all been up here. Uh, Amazon. Amazon was up 1.45. Amazon, you buy it under 130. I don't care if it goes to 120. Add more. Amazon will be one of the winners. It's a long-term play. Uh, Netflix. Netflix was up. Where is Netflix? Um, I don't even see it in here. Uh, Netflix, 0.27. Entertainment. Uh, Netflix, I think it's a $500 stock. I think they continue to crack down on passwords. I think they continue to monetize their audience. I think it's good. Tesla, 3.8%. And finally, Microsoft, 1.82. That's the great eight. I will post that in the, uh, in the newsletter. 
That is the great eight. You're, you're, whether it's in a, a, an ETF, uh, whether it's in a mutual fund, you have to have uh, exposure to those eight stocks in your portfolio. Uh, chip stocks fell in the pre-market after the Wall Street Journal reported that the U.S. was considering new export restrictions to China. Uh, NVIDIA shares lost 4%, while AMD fell more than 3%. iShares uh, ETF SOXX slid 1.5%. How do you want to play this? Well, uh, short term, I, I think SOXS, which is up um, up slightly today, $10, $10.52. SOXS is the bear. It's the daily semiconductor bear, three times ETF. Do I expect this gap up here at 15 to be filled? Absolutely not. Chips are hot once again. So where do you want to go? You probably want to actually, with news like this, take the pullback on SOXL. Um, you know, again, this gap right here at 19, I'd say you probably use 23, 22 or 23, I would say. Look at this. I mean, $14 back here in May. And, and you got out with a 53% gain in here in June, and you could have gotten out with even more up here at 26. This is going back to 26. And, and it's probably in the near term that it's going back to 26. So take the opportunity, SOXL. If you want to play NVIDIA uh, and you want to look at uh, NVIDIA 1.25% uh, or, or I'm sorry, NVDL, it's 1.5%. Uh, um, John uh, on the Facebook group, he just said, hey, thank you, Wall Street Journal. I just took a 3% um, you know, cut. Uh, I got in. Uh, it, it's run, but the RSI is in, in no man's land at 47. The MACD is kind of just above. It's not crazy. It's not crazy above. It was crazy above back here in June 1st when the stock was trading at 77. But you know, you went all the way up to 88. It's not crazy right now. It wasn't crazy here where it was at two, where it's above where it, the MACD where it was uh, when it was trading at 55 and it went up to 88. So use your indicators. Understand that this volume right here uh, will drive the price. The volume's going to come back. So this is just a, a, something that that came in. So NV, uh, I'm going to write this down to NVDL for the uh, for the, uh, the the newsletter readers. Sherry mentioned, uh, I was listening to um, uh, CNBC yesterday and CNBC kind of, you know, listen, I had a lot of time. I was sitting with a sick dog who's got a back injury. So uh, sitting there and listening to that wasn't a big deal. But MPW, this is a uh, medical property trust. It's, it's one of the largest uh, significant dividend. I will go over to Finviz and we will look at this. MPW has a... Do, 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 a 12.57% dividend. Uh, let's take a look at the long term on this one because you do have to know it is a falling knife. Uh, this one, and again, it's real estate. This is how bad real estate has been hit. This is a weekly. This is April 2022. Uh, if we pull this uh, volume uh, to, let's say this is a manual one, so I got to put it right there. We're going to pull this back to January 2022 when the market really started falling and nobody liked medical properties because everybody was like, yeah, we're, you know, you're paying your, your dividend, but, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a crisis, a real estate crisis, uh, interest rates are going up. So here's the thing. This one is at $9 and seven cents. 
prior to this getting just beaten down, it was 22. At this price, the actual value of the assets, the uh, the properties that these guys own, it's worth getting into. And Jerry's right. MPW is a good one. Uh, another one that that was uh, mentioned on. Uh, oh, and let's go to the algorithm. You know, um, here's th- this is what's interesting too. If you were to just buy and hold MPW uh, over the last two years, you'd lose fifty four percent. The algorithm kind of protects you on this one. And it only loses you 24%. Now, you had 28 positions. You only win uh, 6% of the time. So there's not a lot of wins on this over the last two years. But you saw that chart since 2022. I mean, it's just straight down. Um, So the algorithm here, 774 was the entry. 909 is where it's trading at now. Just got you out. It's going to get you back in. It's going to get you back in. That MACD is crossing up. So $9, I don't think it's a crazy play to play. And while you're, uh, while you're waiting for it, they give you a 12% dividend. So I, I like that one. Sherry, great play. Another one that was mentioned, um, VNO, uh, Vornado Realty Trust. Uh, and, and this is one that kind of the same chart here at 12. Great buy in May. You're up at 16. Um, 16 was the buy. You're at 17 right now. Uh, now, if you want to find uh, dividend REIT or, or REIT dividends um, that do, there's this article, dividenddetective.com, tutorial on how to use Finviz to find REITs. I will post a link to this in the newsletter. It's free. It goes over it. It gives you diversified lodging and retail. It gives you REITs to look at. I like that one. Um, and, and I like that. I, I read it quickly. Uh, I do think it's, it's valuable. So sign up for the, um, sign up for the, uh, the, the newsletter. Uh, let's see Schwab. I think you can get into Schwab now pretty safely. Uh, yes, we have banking crisis. Yes. It just crossed up at 5522. Uh, I know we, we had this little downturn 10%. I know I've been waiting for it to get down below 50 again to add more. I have a super small position in this. Uh, I think we're talking, you know, less than $1,000. I don't even know. I was adding slightly just in case it went down. Um, But I'm pretty sure that 55 right now, I think you got a $60 stock here. Uh, And I think it's continuing to move up. I think Schwab is going to continue to move up. Their earnings are coming up July 14th. I don't expect another... Uh, kind of round of harsh, uh, you know, hey, Schwab's in danger, the deposits are in danger, blah, blah, blah. If you want to really gamble, DPST, I mean, DPST, um, let's see, it got you out here with a 3% loss. It's at 52. Um, You know, if you're in at 39, great trade. It doesn't have confirmation right now, but it's setting up that that, uh, volume shelf right there. down here between 50 and 54. So at 52, you're right in the middle. Uh, I do see the MACD kind of hovering. The RSI is at 41. Just be careful with this. Again, it's a triple levered uh, bank, regional bank index. Uh, Boyle. Um, let me just get my fingers on the right thing. Boyle, uh, natural gas. This one kind of moved down a little bit yesterday. Uh, it's got that button hook. I wouldn't get in. I wanted to make sure you guys knew about that button hook there. It's got a gap down here between 54 and 55. Just 
you know, natural gas just isn't getting love. In my mind, if you want to invest in natural gas, get a company like LNG. These guys will start selling uh, cheap natural gas to the rest of the world. They just signed a contract with China. Uh, I continue to think that anything under 150 on this one, I think you'll do well at some point in time this year. Um, pins. In fact, Michael just popped uh, into uh, YouTube uh, and said, hey, pins hit your $27 price target. What do you do now? Um, do we hold or jump out? That's personal decision. I don't think that um, uh, I can tell you exactly what to do. I know you should protect your profits. I know that the algorithm has you in. Personally, Michael, I can tell you what I do with Pinterest is I look at that nine day and I say, wow, we're way over that nine day. That nine day to me says confirmation. Your RSI is at 76. Is 28 your top? Probably not. I mean, if we look at a weekly on this one, 28 is not even you know, at the 200 day. The 200 day is still here at 36. You've got Elliott management in this one. Uh, I think you have some pretty prudent um, management. So it depends if you're long-term. If you're short-term and you just bought here in May at the 21 rate and you want your 20%, get out. Because you can see right here, right where that VWAP line is at 29, it's not worth you holding on from 28 to 29 for, for the profit. But that might get you out a little soon. Again, it's very personal about when to take your profits. Do you get in or get out? Uh, I see it as having confirmation above that nine day on the weekly. I'd stay in. But that's just me. And you know rule number one. Do not listen to a douche on the internet. <laughs> but I had that in my notes to bring it up. Pinterest is just moving really, really well. Uh, a couple that I think you should keep your eye on. Uh, Taiwan Semiconductor. Uh, this one could go under two, uh, under 100. I think under 100 is a good price. You've got gaps all the way down on this. So this is crazy to think that this one will not come down. Now, remember, chips are a sector um, that, that you, you need to keep an eye on because just one piece of bad news brings this stuff down. 98 is this volume level. Let's pull this, this volume level back a little bit. I want to see the, when it started taking off here. Let's pull it back to, we'll pull it back to January. Uh, January here, if we pull it back, you can see that $98 price shelf that kind of built up here. It, it, if we drop below 98, I would say look out below and you're probably coming down to the 95 uh, region. But I don't think that it's a bad thing to get in at 95 because you know what? Look where you're really going to be trading at. Look at where that, that volume level really is. I mean, if we just pull it back here, uh, look at the volume shelf. 114, I mean, that's a nice 10% move from where you are right now. So keep an eye on it. I don't think chips are done moving. Taiwan Semiconductor is in the, uh, the overall portfolio. Uh, remember, these guys are the, the leading manufacturer of chips. Um, NVDA, NVIDIA. This one's going to move under 400. It's at 410. I think you get back to 400. Now, the extreme support is 360. Uh, I think that's the support level. If we get back to 360, back up the Brinks truck. I don't care about the, the, the valuation on this. They are sold out for years on their chips. Um, these guys will continue. Now, mind you, Jensen Wong, who is the CEO, has been up on charges with the SEC about leading investors down the wrong path with earnings before. Maybe he hyped it up a little bit. 
if we go over here to uh to finviz and we look i think he sold a bunch if i'm not mistaken too let's look at the insider sales um no nah, jensen hasn't sold a bunch he uh options exercised he optioned exercise but he hasn't sold a bunch so and that was back in november and december he just optioned exercised them so he's got that money sitting in uh in in, in his uh, brokerage account um so I don't think he sold it, but I don't think 410. If you buy in here at 410, I think you're doing fine. Uh, speaking of insider buys, Lucid. Lucid yesterday. Uh, this was interesting. Now, Lucid stock, uh, they talked about Aston Martin. We talked about the, the deal with Aston Martin yesterday. It was just released. Uh, and, and wait till you hear this one. The Saudis. Remember I said, that, you know, the only way that this company actually, the stock makes money is if the Saudis actually buy it out. Well, the Saudis yesterday, scroll down on Finviz, they put $1.8 billion of buying shares yesterday. That's what drove this stock up. That's the volume level that you see. That was just released. They've been buying all the way through here. That's what's pushing this stock up is to $6.10. The VWAP right now is about $6.85. I would still probably not trade this one. I don't think that these gaps are, are huge magnets. Uh, if, if you think it is, I mean, it's just a luxury vehicle. They're losing money. They don't have a way to really make money because I don't think that their cars are very good. They haven't switched to the, um, the, the Tesla standard. Remember, their CEO was the, uh, the designer and the engineer behind the Model S uh, and helped to grow Tesla. But he doesn't use Tesla stuff. Tesla's charging. So I, I just have a problem with somebody with, you know, that, that kind of chip on their shoulder per se. Uh, by the way, we talked about Snowflake buying Snowflake. That's up 7 8% right now. <laughs> I don't know the news on it, but it's up 8%. I said buying it here at 170 was good. Your boy owns this one. I think around 180 is my average price. Uh, I'll continue to add to it. Um, Felicia. And and whenever you know I see a Felicia, I always think of uh, Ice T. Bye Felicia, bye Felicia. Um, what do you think of Cintas, C T A S, uh, and G W A S Grenier? So Cintas is the uniform company. I mean, these guys just kind of print money. Uh, Four seventy one was a, a buy in on the algorithm. You've been up all the way here. You got this volume shelf building at about four eighty two. Um, you don't really have, are you hitting all time highs? Let's see. Um, yeah, this is all time highs. I mean, you know, a a uniform company that's hitting all time highs in that ascending wedge. Am I buying at all time highs? Probably not. Um, let's look at Finviz to see what the, uh, oh, come on. I'm just not, I'm not typing it in correctly. Um, CTAS. Uh, the PE is 39, huge for a industrial company, enormous dividend 0.94. It's up 8% this, uh, year to date it's average target price, 506, uh, 52 week range up to 497. You're trading at 487. I just, you know, th- that gap between four, uh, 487 to 500, I think there's better places to put your money. Um, you know, if, if you think that we're going to continue to go up and you know more about this company than I do, I just see it as, as pushing up against that. Um, industrials are good. I think, I think the company's well run, um, from what I know of it, but 
you've you've got a 35% range. So your 52-week low was uh, 363. Great if you bought it back here in the October lows at 363. But, you know, who would have known that an industrial would move up that much? I, I But you look at that against something like an NVIDIA and you haven't doubled your money. So I, I, I'd, I'd say kind of stay away from those that are, are running high. DWAS, which is... Uh, Grenier. Let's see. What is Grenier? Uh, Grenier is uh, Grenier. Uh, I don't see Grenier. GWAS. And I don't see a GWAS. Felicia, you're going to have to tell me what that one was. Um, I just don't see it on here. GW. And I don't see Grenier. So I, I may be mistyping it. I may have mistyped it, but uh, I know it was in a, is it Granger? WW Granger? Um, but I don't see GWAS on TrendSpider. Let me see if it's here. Uh, Grain. Granger, maybe? Um, maybe it's GWW. Maybe it's GWW. Um, Granger, same thing. I mean, it's an industrial. I, I see it at 52-week highs. Same comment. It's just, you know, I, I don't see any insider trading. This one's up 39% year-to-date. Um, uh, you know, they're selling it. It's $1 million. This guy's selling at 232 here. Um, or I'm sorry, that's the cost. Yeah, 773 I mean, they're taking profits. It's at 52, they're taking profits. That would be my thing is, you know, this gap down here between 604 and 626, probably not coming into play. The great earnings, do they continue to run? I don't know. In my mind, I think there's other places that you could put your money, Felicia. Uh, I, I think it's just better. Um, William on YouTube asked me to look at Generac. Uh, Generac is GNRC. I listened to their CEO a few weeks ago. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, I think they have, might be a really good turnaround story. Uh, and, and here's what you have to know. I mean, this one has been, uh, uh, we'll look at the algorithm right here. Right now, it looks a bit extended on the RSI at 75. The MACD is high. This has moved from 116, just what, 20 days ago, uh, all the way up to 146. Um, part of this move, is not necessarily from, oh my God, it's just a great company. Look at how low this has gotten. And if you go back to pre-pandemic, this was a $117 company, $117 per share. They have started to make the turnaround where they're continuing to make money, uh, 63 cents per share. Uh, he expects higher earnings this time. The volume shelf here between 103 and 117 is huge. There is no volume shelf. If we pull this back to, we're going to pull this back to here. You can see the volume shelf right there at 119 is the biggest. It's building this volume shelf at 138, and that's going to take some while to, to, a while to build up. So I think your range on this one is between 123 and 137. I think you could safely buy in that range and then expect it to get to the 200-day, which is 212. I don't think, William, I think it's a great trade. I think it's a beaten down company. I think they have good management. I think they have good products. 
I think these guys do really well. I, my parents, 55 and old, older community, uh, they, you know, they love Generac. I mean, they love freaking generators. Oh, we can't lose power for more than five minutes. We need the Generac to go on. My neighbor, I think he's got a Generac, um, natural gas. So I, I like the trade, I, but I do think you need to have it for long term. Because if we go to a short term, if we go to four hours and we look at the algorithm, this one has run up quite a bit. Um, so if you're buying here, I think you're looking long term. I'd rather see you wait this gap right here um, yesterday between 132 and 134. I think you come back to that. Uh, I think you've covered a lot of these gaps, you know, from a, from a short term standpoint. We can look at the gaps that are, that are way back here. Um, there, there's gaps all the way up. But I do think you, you come back to that 200-day on the long term. You can see that 50-day, that, that golden cross right there, which happened on June 5th, right around that 116 level. If you got in on that on the golden cross, if you had set up your trend spider just to tell you, hey, what stocks um, you know, had a golden cross? Boom, Generac. Okay, I'm going to use that as a bullish signal to get in. Boom, you're in. Yeah. So um, Jackson from Instagram. Hey, hey Gary, I have a stock uh, I would like you to take a look at. Potential on the AI train, which you guys know, I love that AI train, uh, GTLB, which is GitLab. As you may know, uh, they're the premier place to find code. Absolutely. If you don't know about co um, GitLab and you're not a coder, what coders do is they go through, uh, through uh, GitLab to get code. Um, you know, it's basically like the AI portion prior uh, it's people that write code and you can go and grab the code and, and you charge for the code and you pay for it. And it's a good like repository. Um, the premier place to find software development, it's run up a ton recently, but I think long-term they could license their data, which will be extremely valuable for the large language models. Not urgent, but I thought it could be an interesting one. Uh, not currently profitable. And yeah, they're not profitable. It, it, this would be one that you probably would want to in my mind, just taking a look at it here, I'm going to pull this back to this top gap um, right here. If we go back to February 2nd, where they were trading at 49, and that was a high, you can see the volume shelf is still down here at 34. Um, the price is starting to build up and you're starting to provide a little level of support here at 45. 49 might be a little bit extended. Um, to buy it right now, I th you know, and he's right. Look, look how it's just trending downward, and then all of a sudden it just jumps up, and they're still not making money. Um, GTLB. Um, let's look. They have a seven billion dollar market cap. They're losing two hundred million, so they're not losing that much. But the forward PE is uh, one thousand five hundred thirty-six. That's just too high. Year to date, they're up seven percent. Performance over one year, they're down nine percent. The average target price is 55. They're trading at 48. I'd say if you want to bet on this one, wait. I'd wait for a better entry point. I just think that even that gap in the daily between 41 and 35, I think the high 30s, if you get this at the high 30s, look at the two gaps. I mean, between 41 and 39 on the way down. And then you gap on the way up. So I, I think those gaps tell me, look at the trend lines just down, uh, lower high. Um, you know, and lower lows. So I think you're in a downward trend. I think the logic is right, but I think that the, the, the actual, uh, stock is just not ready. Uh, let's go over some scans. First one, DraftKings. Uh, I think this one 
is extended a little bit. Uh, I don't think I got out of this in December at like $11. So 25, I'm still the bitter old man that got out of this one. Uh, I didn't have a big position. It was big enough that I think it was a five figure loss for me because I bought in at around 20, sold at 11. Uh, it was just a, a write off at that point. Should have held on, but I didn't. Um, so I, you know, 25, 73 long term, it probably looks like a good one. But understand, this is expensive. It's not at its 200-day. The 200-day is at 29. If you wanted to get in, I think well, for long-term, you could be at a $30 stock. So 26 here is not horrible. It's got confirmation. You've been running up all the way. Um, they're just losing money, and it costs a lot of money for these guys to actually acquire customers. Uh, and it's a competitive space. Uh, MPLX, which is part of our core portfolio and I own, which has a great dividend energy company. Uh, this is in a long word, uh, kind of uptrend, even short term here in an uptrend. It's an energy company. I would say that gap between 34, um, 34, 38 and 34, 92 gets filled and you're at 33, 69. And you know what? While you're waiting for it to get filled, what is it? 8% dividend, 9% dividend. 9.2%. And this has actually just been paying out since the pandemic. So MPLX, uh, Oxy. Uh, ironically, uh, Devin, uh, um, Zephan asked about Oxy this morning. Uh, we looked at where Warren Buffett buys it. And he buys it you know, in the high 50s. That's where he's been buying it, low 60s. 60 is your price point here. I just don't know if we go back and we take a look at a long-term horizon of this. Pre-pandemic right before the pandemic really took hold. This was a $45 stock. So I think you still have some danger in this one. The 50 days kind of just moving forward, just kind of you know level. Um, I think 54, 55 has put in a pretty good resistance level right there. Um, you can see it on that downward, uh, downward wedge that we see. It's not a huge downward wedge. I just think you're doing fine if you buy this in the high 50s. Warren Buffett knows his stuff. Uh, Pepsi has a cross up. I've said Pepsi under 180, I think is your price point on this one. Uh, I do think that you run up to this 190s again. Uh, it's a secondary cross up, which is ironic because 184 was the price. You're down at 183. It's kind of losing a little steam. So I own Pepsi. I own a pretty good position in it. Uh, Exxon talked about Exxon uh, versus PXD. I like PXD because I think it has more upside. 104.54. Uh, you're, I think anything between 100 and 105, I think you're fine on. It provides a good dividend. They have earnings coming up mid-July. Looks like July 27th. I think you're fine on this one. Uh, one that I said buy under 40, and I, it dipped under 40, and it's up a little bit today. Uh, the buy at 41.38, I think you're fine buying it. Roblox, I think, continues to, go, you know, it's going to go up to this gap at 45. At some point, it will hit that gap at 45. So 41.92 is where it's trading right now. I don't think it's a horrible play. I think you'll be fine. You know, long-term, you can just hold on to that one. Um, Simon Property Group, which Kramer hates. Kramer said, get out of it. I was in a mall the other day and it was empty. Uh, we have a cross-up here at 113. I think I was watching Kramer, if, if I'm not mistaken, earlier. Uh, in the month, and it might have even been June 1st, where I got the buy here at 103. Boom, 113. 
Yeah, I hate inverse always wins. This dude is so out of touch. Uh, Costco. I would hold off on Costco. Now, I know it has a secondary cross up here. It is still in the run. I don't know that you come back to 500. It's just extended. It does have a cross up on the algorithm, but it's just extended. Uh, XLP. What I want to do with this one, this one had a cross up, and this is consumer uh, staples. What I want to do is look at this one. Uh, you're in at 73.45, and then later, you know, this is a secondary cross up, and it's down today. Uh, it's down 1%. This is one where I, I don't think that you get into, but if you want to get into it, just get under 200 day. Um, you know, if we look at a, a long term chart of consumer staples, you're still well above your 200 day. I just don't think there's a compelling reason to buy this one. You know what does have a compelling reason? Sedge. Uh, I said Sedge under 300, you buy Sedge. It goes back to 300. This one is beaten down to 55. You've started your move upward. It's at 257. Uh, the RSI is super low back here where it was trading at what? 240? 234. The RSI was at uh, um, 22. Yeah. Cross up 255. So if you got here at 230, 234 and you timed it perfectly, great. I'm waiting for it. It's got confirmation. I might buy this one today. Uh, another one, and I have to start this list. I haven't started this list, but all the covered call ETFs, JEPI, J-E-P-I. This is premium income. This is like an 11% dividend. Has a secondary cross up. If you got in here at 5437, great. If you get in here at 5479, hey, you're doing pretty well. I don't expect it to come back down here to 53, but if it does, you're still getting 11%. So for the entire year, you've kind of been between 50 and 55. Is it 55? 54.79. I think you're fine. Uh, Honeywell, uh, XEL, uh, Lucid, Applied Materials, Fortinet, FTNT. Uh, I know I have um, Palo Alto in the, uh, in the core portfolio. Fortinet's been a solid one too. Do I expect it to come down and, and fill this gap? Nope. Nope. Cybersecurity has been shown to be pretty uh, recession proof because people need to pay to get, you know, cybersecurity. They have their earnings coming up on August 2nd. Mind you, this is the only cybersecurity num uh, company that is actually making money. Uh, the others are losing money. This has a market cap of 57 billion. Its PE is 60, forward PE of 42, but they are making money. It's up 50% year to date. Average target price is 74.65. It's trading at 73.49. I think it's a little extended. I'd rather see you in Palo Alto. Uh, Comcast, CMCSA, huge move up. Uh, Lowe's, huge cross up. Schwab, we talked about Schwab already. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm cutting it short. If you want more analysis, subscribe to the newsletter. I'll send it out later today. Uh, sponsors, if you go over here to uh, Linktree uh, slash Daily Stock Pisk, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Daily Stock Pick. That's where you have everything. You can get 25% off TrendSpider. You can get $20 off your visible, uh, visible phone service. Your first month is $5. It's nothing. Uh, I have the link to YouTube. I have the link to, to Spotify. Uh, the link to sign up for the newsletter. If you want to help me and Penny pay for her potential back surgery, gift me on Venmo, PayPal, or Cash App right there. 
Uh, you can support the podcast monthly or just subscribe on the newsletter. I am doing some paid content because there has there's been a lot of you that have paid uh, paid for that uh, that newsletter. So uh, I will continue that in like weekend kind of quote unquote series with uh, newsletters on educational stuff. Um, the first paid newsletter was um, the uh, my setup on Trendspider right there. Uh, and that's a paid one. So you can see, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, one of the sponsors is TrendSpider. If you like my entry points here, if you like my scans, if you like all of the things that I, I kind of point out here and can see, um, get TrendSpider and get it yourself. I send you a nice letter, welcome letter with everything. So, um, but yeah, you can get 25% off with the link below or the link tree, whatever you want. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. This is our Facebook group right there. It takes you right to the private Facebook group. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram. Uh, there's on YouTube comment wherever I kind of monitor them all. And yeah, it's a freaking full-time job replying to you guys. So, um, yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. And TSLQ is down at 3299. So I was doing the right thing. Tesla is up. I mean, getting out with that stop loss yesterday saved me. Uh, let's look at Palantir, uh, PLTR, because that one ran up. Yeah, we're at 15.12. Great trade. Sherry, thank you so much. Yeah, Palantir, 15.10. And it's shooting up even more. I should have added more. But, okay, take care. Talk to you tomorrow.